Hello! Everybody! What up, what up, what up? My name is Tim Daniel. His name is Ben Brown. And thank you for hanging out with us on this week's edition of Late Night Reds, live on the Riverfront Podcast Network or on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a really important conference championship football game nah, going on right now we ain't worried about that yeah no we ain't worried about that that's not that's that's nothing yeah you want to be here with us your boys your boys yes fun interesting unique show to talk about today ben yep that's all i there's not a whole lot of resonance to report to talk about this week <laughs> but so slow slow news week for the reds yeah but slow. that's okay because we're going to have some fun, like we always do. Absolutely. And we're going to talk some shops. So Roger Fletcher's in the chat. What's up, Roger? How you doing? Thanks for stopping by. Um, like I said, a little bit of a short week. How was, uh, let's talk about a little few things we're going to go around in the world of baseball as well today. And yep. we're going to dive a little bit into Tyler Stevenson and kind of discuss uh, what we could kind of see his, his season look like. But let's start. You and I, we're girl dads. You know, yes. we, we're very honored and very proud. To be girl dads. You know who else is officially a girl dad? Who's that? Jonathan. Hey. Yeah, man. I That's I awesome. tell you, I've heard I heard the saying, and I know you you obviously have a son as well. Um, I've heard the saying many times that you don't become a dad until you have a girl. Yes. And I had a girl in my the first one. We just celebrated her first birthday this weekend. Um, it was so much fun, so awesome. So there is nothing in this world cooler than being a dad. There's absolutely nothing. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the universe. So Jonathan India, welcome to the Dad's Club. We're so happy to have you. Most importantly, welcome to the Girl Dad's Club. Absolutely. Nothing, man, like, nothing it. like it. Yeah, there's nothing like it at all. Uh, I mean, I have, a, I have a son and a daughter, um, but, you know, there's nothing that's more uh, satisfying, gratifying, um, I mean, it, it's, it's so cool to become a parent. Um, and, and on top of that, you know, having, being the dad of a girl is such a big responsibility, um, because, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things where you instantly kick into protection mode. Like you are, you're that, like you are, you're her role model. You're her, you're her first hero. You're her first idol. Like, like you're the first everything for her and you teach her the way of how to be, how her future, you know, spouse mate or whatever is going to be. So being a girl dad is so cool. So awesome. Of course, you know that I know that. And now Jonathan India knows that. So yes, sir. Big ups yes, to him, sir. man. Yeah. That's so awesome, man. I'm so happy for him and his family. Glad to hear it looks like everything went well between mom and baby and everyone's healthy. So good. So happy to see that wonderful news come across my, come across my socials this week for yeah. all the, all the stupidity of social media. Sometimes you get these awesome moments. So yes. I'm going to make sure we, we gave our love there instead of talking about if he was going to play first base or not. Outfield or whatever. <laughs> gonna, what are they going to do with him? We don't want to talk about that. We'll talk about him becoming a dad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Reds, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the hall of fame made their yeah. announcements for the class of 2024. And we're going to get a little bit of 2025 as well. So 2024 classes, we have Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, um, 
I think they got it right. I think these three guys for for sure deserve to be there. Amazing careers. Uh, Adrian Beltre, obviously one of the best third basemen of all time. Joe Maurer, what he managed to do offensively as a catcher Mm -hmm. all those years uh, before eventually tapping out to play first base. Um, Incredible. And then uh, Todd Helton, just a machine, just a a hitting machine. Uh, Did play in a World Series. Lost, but lost, but played was there. Yeah, yep. um, I think it's a really good class. I saw AJ Pierzynski tried to complain that Joe Maurer got in and Jorge Posada's not in, and I was like, "Did you look at the numbers and compare like what those dudes did?" See that? See that's the thing I don't like about when they make the Hall of Fame announcements because you could do that a million times. Like people are like, "Oh, well, that guy was he wasn't." Look at this guy stats and look at that and that. I'm like, I get that. Like, I I get it. But don't take away from that guy's whole yeah. moment because you want to say something stupid, which AJ Przinsky's done a lot of that since he's retired. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't take away from that guy's moment because you feel like somebody else that you thought was better slided. Like, shut up. We could do that with everybody. Like, right. That guy, that guy earned his stripes. He's a hall of famer. It's, it's voted on like, nobody is going to doubt that he's a hall of famer and all three of those guys to me, like you said, I don't think it was any doubt. Like yeah. what our did in the catcher's position and how he, you know, you know, he hit the ball and, and how he was offensively. Like, I don't think that, I thought that was a no brainer. Adrian Beltrake, no brainer. I mean, that dude top, I mean, he's a top third baseman all time as far as like hits and RBIs and like, like, he, dude, he's a stud, and, yeah. and Todd Helton the same way. So, like, I, that's the only part I don't like about it is when these other talking heads and former players, like, well, this guy, like, who cares? Like, I don't, I don't care about your thoughts or your opinions. Like, let that guy have his moment. Let him enjoy yeah. his moment, and and all three of them are well deserved. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I a thousand percent believe Andrew Jones should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. But am yeah. am yeah. I going to be like this guy's not in? I mean, this guy's in, but Andrew Jones isn't. No, I'm going to be like, yeah, hopefully one day Andrew Jones gets in because he deserves it. Absolutely. And leave it at that. Like, I think we do this bullshit thing where it's like, and here especially because it's like, well, you know, it's not a real Hall of Fame until they let Pete in. It's like, well, you know, when you do something that questions the dignity of baseball, you're probably not going to get inducted. (laughs) Let's call it what it is. Yeah, let's let's call it that. Let's let's get that out. And, you know, like, like when you do something like that, like that is – yeah like you're it's it's one of those fine line things man like it, it, yeah the the Pete, whole p rose thing is is as the worst yeah. yeah it's another story for another day um but there are there are guys like andrew jones like you said that's a perfect example should he be in the hall of fame yeah he, he probably should yeah but but the three guys that got in are also well deserved i mean that those guys are well deserved they need to be there i'm sure there's countless guys are on there you know and 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 speaking of i mean i know that people are going to talk about the steroid era guys your mcguire always bonds like like you know it is what it is man like let those guys enjoy their their hall of fame moment um it's really cool like i I love seeing them like get the announcement in front of like their parents and yeah telling their moms and dads that they became hall of famer because and you'll go through this tim because your daughter's going to be super athletic um, I hope so. But but like, dude, like I can I, I'm we're going through this now with with Isaac and he's starting to look at 
colleges and like college coaches are coming to talk to him and and all these different things and like thinking about all the practices we went to and the lifting stuff and the workouts and all the countless other things that we've had to do with him. Like we, we've loved doing him. Like I, we love traveling with him. We love, but like as a parent for that, to see those kind of payoffs and for you to be able to walk in and say like, thanks mom. Thanks dad. I'm a hall of famer. Yeah. Like, bro, there's nothing like that. Like, so that like, I love seeing those because it's like, People, uh, people do understand, but they don't understand. Like it's a sacrifice for parents. Like there's very few parents that just have money that can just go willy nilly and get their kids all kinds of stuff. Parents make just unbelievable sacrifices to be able to do things for their kids. I probably, I would assume that like anybody there, I'm assuming they've spent countless hours on batting practices and batting coaches and catching coaches. And there's so many different things that go into it. And to see those moments kind of culminate in them becoming in a hall of fame and being able to share that with their family, like, dude, it's awesome. It's awesome. It is. So congrats to those guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I wanted to make sure that we got a chance to talk about that. Um, I want to look to a little bit ahead because next year's class potentially mm-hmm. also super loaded. Um, so 2025, you've got Ichiro. No doubter. No doubter. CC Sabathia. Where you stand on CC? He's in. He's in. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Um, you've got Ian Kinsler. Mm. I'm I can not, go either I, way. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm either way on him. Yeah, let me. I had the list up. Let me pull them because it's a really, really good, uh, really, really good group of guys. So, Ichiro, obviously, will Ichiro be unanimous? I think he, you know. There's no such uh, thing as this, which is dumb. But, um, see, uh, Billy uh, Wagner. Yeah, I yeah. Um, Felix Hernandez. Oh, King Felix, dude! It's hard to believe that. He's been out long enough to be able to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I saw like his like MLB ballot today had like they, they did that article. It's like, does Kings Felix have a chance? And I'm like, what do you mean? He was incredible. Yeah, like, he was a, he was incredible. He's got a Cy Young. He he's like got an ERA title. He threw a perfect game. Yeah, um, dude, he's had like multiple two hundred inning inning seasons. Like, yeah, like he's he was like it's like some of those like. <laughs> He was sometimes the only reason you watch Seattle once Griffey left. Like you're like <laughs> you're like ah King Felix is pitching. Heck yeah, yeah. We're, let's flip it on. Let's see what's going on. Ichiro and King Felix was like, all yeah. right, cool. Oh yeah. my jeez. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty yeah. So it's a good class next year. Um, yeah. Utley Pedroia, I, I could go either way on those. Um, but once again, Andrew Jones is on the ballot next year. Yeah, I. Uh, Utley, I'd have to have, I'd have to get his stats in front of me. me I, I know he's very, very good. I mean, I, I am not doubting Chase Utley. Probably deserves being Hall of Fame, but I, I would have to see his stats and and, and look at him and see for sure. D- Dustin Pajoya too, like for for a little bit of time there, like he was really, really good. Do you so, think the chicken and beer scandal will keep him out of the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope not. <laughs> I mean, if the chicken and beer scandal keeps Dustin Pedroia out of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, then Ludacris should never be allowed in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Correct. Exactly. 
Yeah. He has, he has an old album titled Chicken and Beer. Mm-hmm. You know what's a great combination in food? Chicken and beer. Yeah. I just Can't watched a story it. on the I just started watch the story on the birth of Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings oh. Sports. You know what I mean? Like never seen that. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So people are already in the chat. And look, I'm just gonna make sure I get to this. I'm not ignoring you guys by any means. Ronnie, Joe, you guys all have great comments. So we're our big segment today is gonna be about Tyler Stevenson, as you see by the title. So I'm not ignoring your comments. I will get to them today later in the show, but we just got to get get some little things out of the way. Um, so I do definitely appreciate it as always. It's awesome having you guys here with yeah, us every dude. week. Awesome. Uh, we, we love you guys. For sure. But I did want to do this. So I know we just had this whole like, just because this guy got in doesn't mean this guy could, you know, thing. Oh, it, yeah. yeah no, this no. segment is not intended to do that. The mm-hmm. segment is not to disparage one guy for one for one else's success. This is to give you guys something to look forward to. So. Mm-hmm. Joe Maurer inducted in the Hall of Fame a thousand percent deserves it. Rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, also, funniest video game commercials. It will be the show commercials. Yeah. Anyone remember yes. him in those? He was super funny. He was. He was awesome. Yeah, super funny. <laughs> but Joe Maurer's in, and Joey Votto across the board has better numbers than Joe Maurer for his career. Mm. I wish there was a zoom button here so I could show this to people. Um, but I'm an idiot when I make these graphics sometimes. So <laughs> thought it was a higher war, played in more games, more plate appearances, more hits, more homers, more runs batted in, more stolen bases, a lower batting average, but a higher on base percentage, a higher slug, higher OPS, higher OPS plus. Uh, same amount of all-stars, same amount of MVPs. Um, so, oh, oh, well, no, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But that again, this was not to disparage Joe Maurer. I am no. a thousand percent glad Joe Maurer's been in, but people... When that day comes that Joseph Daniel Votto officially like, hangs it up, which we hope is not very soon, because you're hearing a couple teams having some interest in him. Don't know how much of that's true, but you're hearing it. Yeah. Um, plan for five years after that. Plan your vacation to Cooperstown, New York in July of that year, because he'll be there. He'll be chatting it up. He'll be giving a speech. It'll probably be very funny. It will be hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to do my best. Speech. I'm going to do my best to be there. Yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, that would be one where I would plan try to get up there for. Um, oh yeah, especially as a. I mean, of course, there's plenty of Reds in the Hall of Fame, but for one in, in our lifetime, like, is there is there another guy that would be more deserving of all of our love and support uh, as Reds faithful than Joseph at Daniel Votto? Um, nope. And all of us being there for the Hall of Fame speech, that would be incredible. That would be awesome, and uh, I look forward to that day. Um, have you been? No, I have not. I have not been to Cooperstown. I went in 2000, the year Tony and Sparky got inducted with my dad. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing, but also it was so long ago that I don't really remember a ton about it. I'm yeah. sure it's changed so much in the 25 years, 20, 20, 20 24 years. Um so I would I would love to get up there. I really wanted to get up there in 16 for when Griffey got inducted. Just didn't work out. Um, so this is one. Yeah, when Joey's inducted, I gotta get up there. I got to go to Double Day Field, which was really neat. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. I remember there was like a high school game being played at the time on the field, and they had a le- like the defensive team had a left-handed catcher, and I was like, it is possible. Oh, wow! Yeah, it is possible. That <laughs> dreams do come true. Yeah. I'll say this: Isaac Isaac played baseball all the way up through, uh, and one of his, like one of his, several of his teammates went up and played in that uh, youth Cooperstown youth tournament or whatever. And actually, he had some friends. They won it all. So, oh, nice. 
Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, I will say getting to upstate New York is um not easy. It's uh, Oh yeah, it's it's a trek. Yeah, you're you can fly anywhere. You're still going to have a, a lengthy lengthy trip to get where you want to go. <laughs> Holy crap, the 49ers took the lead? Huh? It was 24/7 when I like came down to get ready. Are you serious? Detroit, it's 27-24 San Francisco with 10 minutes left. Oh my goodness. They've completely stalled out. Oh no. No, Eminem, what are you doing? Come, Come on. on. What are we doing? Yeah. We gotta lose ourselves in the mood the music the moment you want it. You gotta never let it go. This is oh, your one shot. Gosh. Yes. Do not let the chance blow, man. Come on. Right. Yeah. I've said before, uh, we said this in the Bengals show the other day, not to just keep <laughs> You know, we have an hour show. We're 18 minutes in. We're already to our last segment. If that gives you an idea of where we're at today. So um, I said that the Lions had the most unfair home field advantage. And you get this as a coach. So you'll understand yeah. what I'm saying here. But like if you're a team that walks into that stadium right, as the opponent mm-hmm. and you have 70,000 people in one building all singing lose yourself at you. Yeah, you're done. You lost. Yeah, that's that's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. that's that's it's pretty insane. And and to watch it like um and to watch it like on like social media and stuff and like how it's like dude, that like that's an insane goosebumps, atmosphere. Man. Yeah, it's goosebumps. Like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. That's awesome. Well, that's that's why sports is amazing. Those moments right mm-hmm. there that we just described. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And and I saw a cool thing too, because like Bengals fans were like, dude, we we know that feeling like of your team finally starting to hit the pinnacle and and being winning playoff games and you've you've suffered through so much mediocrity for all these years. And now like your team is just peaking at the right time and and, uh, and like it's it's incredible to watch it. Yeah. Tell that to Lamar Jackson today. Brutal. 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 Don't give me any of this Lamar over Joe conversation ever again, people. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I'm not listening. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get to Tyler Stevens here, man, because uh, I really want to make sure we touched on this. Um, Figured it was kind of important. So we've kind of of doing this thing for a couple of weeks now where we've kind of been talking about the fan graphs expectations of players versus mm-hmm. um, you know, what they did and what we think they're going to do. And if you're listening to Nate and Chad on the Riverfront Rudd show, whenever they're having guests on, they just had Joe and they just had uh, Jeff Chenerpool from Strawberry Ice on. They're going through the position groups, comparing the Reds to their division. And it's a really good series. Check it out. They're doing it every for their every Friday. Um, so we've just kind of been doing, you know, last week we did Ellie. The week, we, a couple weeks ago we did Matt McClain. We have Mike mm-hmm. Perry on. Um, I want to talk about Tyler Stevenson because you and I have been very vocal this offseason mm-hmm. that we thought last year was just obviously it wasn't good. Right. But it was getting right from all his injuries. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, coming back from a collarbone injury, uh, trying to get going again, couldn't get his find his swing, couldn't get his shoulder comfortable. And I think that we believe this that Tyler Stevenson is more the 2021 Tyler Stevenson. The guy who crushed it, who had a high OPS, who slugged really hard. Um, so, oh my God, I was terrible at graphics this week, people. Who, <laughs> who let me do this? <laughs> Love it. I got to pull this up on my phone. Mm. Oh my God. 
Guys, it was my daughter's first birthday party today. Right. All right. You know what I mean? So, he, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, people. Yeah. We celebrated Iris's birthday this weekend. So, all right. Here's fan, Here's what he did. Here's what Tyler Stevenson did in 2021, his last full season. He pat, he had 10 homers, 56 uh 56 runs scored, 45 RBI. Had a 286 366 431 slash line. 333 batting average balls in play. That to me is probably more of who he is. Last year, obviously, shoulder injury, 13 mm-hmm. homers, career high, mind you. 56 RBI, 59 runs, all three career highs. Um, walk rate was only 9.1. Think that can get better. Uh, slash line 243, 317, 378. That's got to get better. Um, so Zips has their projections for Tyler Stevenson this year at 11 homers, 47 RBI, 47 runs scored, and a slash line of 257, 334, 406. So, Hmm. and then you look at ATC a little bit higher, 259, 331, 411, um, with a weighted on base average of about 323 going across the board. And so, Ben, when I want to talk about T. Steve here, um, you know, Again, I'm probably we're probably going to say some things we've already said. We greatly believe he has bounced back here this year. We've been very mm-hmm. vocal about it this offseason. We think what happened last year is not who he is. Um, and history says that we're right. He's always shown an ability to hit. I mean, even 2022 when he was battling injury and only played like, you know, 38 games, mm-hmm. crushed the ball, crushed the ball. Yeah. Um, 2020 when he came up, obviously it was a weird year, but – you know, had some great moments there throughout the minors hit the ball pretty well. Um, so obviously the thing with him has always been needs to get better defensively. And you and I have also talked about too. I'm sure last year was kind of weird for him yeah. in the sense that it's like, okay, you're catcher one, mm-hmm. but the bang on conversation of the year was we're bringing in Kirk Casale. We're bringing in Luke Maley. So you're going to catch two, two or three days a week. You're going to play first base one day a week. You're going to DH one day. And it's probably like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay sure yeah and i'm sure that was probably a little goofy and then obviously it comes down to he's kirk is like hurt and he's playing a little bit more time as first you know he's not playing first base at all he's right i think the last he played first base when joey got ejected the last game yeah that yeah. was like it <laughs> uh the second half of the year uh because how gets hurt luke maley ends up being a better more consistent player for them in stretches yeah. Um, that can't happen this year. No. Not that I dislike Luke Maley at all. I really like him for the role he has and the role he's expected to have for this team. Um, but this is a. Not only do we believe this is a bounce back year for him, it has to be a bounce back year for him yeah. if this team wants to do anything. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think the biggest thing that's going to help Tyler Stevenson this year is the consistency of the guys around him. So I, I think that the bats around him are going to be better, um, which means that that I think he'll be better. Um, you know, coming off an injury, we've already talked about that. Like, it, it's hard um, to get yourself into a groove coming off an injury like that. Um, but I do think that the guys around him are going to be so good um, that that pitchers will – he'll see better pitches – and I think he'll see better pitching 
than he has in years past. And I think that he will have a full offseason to prepare for that. Um, there's nothing like coming off an injury and being hurt and, and trying to be a major league contributor every day after coming off an injury. But I think our, our lineup is going to be so strong that I, I think that he will see better pitches because of how good our lineup is. Um, so I think that'll pay play huge dividends in his success. Um, and on, on top of that, dude, co- competition breeds passion. If you've ever been an athlete or you've ever been a competitor, like you don't want guys taking reps from you. You don't yeah. want guys playing in your position. You don't want guys taking at bats from you. And I'm not, that's not a negative on Luke Maley, but Luke Maley stepped up in some big spots yeah, when, when Tyler Stevenson was out. So, as a competitor, I think that'll drive him as well, knowing that he's got a bunch of young guys in that lineup that are going to hit, knowing he's got a whole bunch of young guys in that lineup that are that want to win, knowing that he's got a guy that's sitting behind him that, look, dude, he's Luke, Luke Maley is a competitor too. Like, he's going to want at bats. He's going to want to play. He's going to want – you know, he signed the contract and he's local Luke and everybody's happy he's playing from – he's from this area. But that dude wants to play, and he wants to play every day. So I, I think that that competition kind of breeds that, and I think that that will help Tyler Stevenson in the long run. And I think Tyler Stevenson will be be better for that because I think his lineup will be better, and I think that the competition will make him – not that he doesn't work hard, but make you more of a um, – more competitive in that nature of trying to make sure you stay on the field and get every bet that you possibly can. And that will help with his fielding as well because – you know, that's always been his knock is that he's not a great fielder. So, you know, he's got to go to work on that and, and be a better hitter and uh, when we need him to be. Yeah, I agree. The thing that always blows me away about him the most, because um, he's always shown, like he's you know, got the line drive thing going. But for how big of a man he is, yeah. the fact that 20, 20 bombs is not a thing for him yeah. fascinates me. Yeah. Like, because I don't know, I don't know if he just doesn't have the juice. I don't know if it's just that he's just not his game. But like you see this huge human being, and you're like that that guy probably hits, and you don't know his, you don't see his baseball card. You probably think that guy probably hits about twenty five bombs a year. Yeah, his highest so far is thirteen. Yeah, I, I, and I think that I think that's twenty is attainable for sure. Yeah, um, I do think that's something that he can do. Um, you know, his, I mean, he had his most home runs this year, right? 13. So I think 20 is within reach. I mean, that's just maybe a hundred more at bats, maybe yeah. to get to 20. So, I mean, I, I think that that's doable. Um, I think that that's something where he can be, but I agree with you. Like, um, I think that he, if he becomes a 20 home run guy, that would be, I think that's, <laughs> that's above and beyond of what we are are wanting and needing him to do. I mean, if he can if he could hit two seventy five with twenty bombs and about six, you know what I mean. We're we're sitting in we're sitting in high cotton. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's legit. If he can go, if he can bat two sixty five, two seventy five, and hit twenty bombs, I mean, yeah, what more that's, do you want? That's a that's a bounce back year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's what we want. So, yeah. Agreed. So I want to get to real quick because I think Ronnie and Joey had some really great comments here. Yeah. Uh, I want to show this real quick. This is from Ronnie earlier. Tyler's injuries over his first two years really messed with him physically, of course, but mentally, I believe it really done a number on him. He spent his whole life getting to the majors. 
we talked about that quite a bit. Yep. Um, yep. Just that going through injuries and how hard that can be. Um, and just mentally trying to recover and you see it all the time. Um, but so I think this year having a, having a healthy off season, I think yeah. is going to be so, it's so underrated for what we're going to be able to see him do. Um, not having a battle back from breaking his collarbone or concussions or yep. anything yep. like that. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. We've talked about that at length that any professional athlete that has to, because you're already battling in an uphill battle, being in the majors and being ready to hit professional hitting. It sets you back so much when you've got to battle the injury to get back to where you can battle pitching every day. Like that sets you back so far. So him having just an offseason of just getting better and being able to grind yeah. and, and hit and see pitches. And like, I, I think just in that alone will make him have a better year. Yeah, for sure. One of the things he, he added to his comment, Ronnie did, he gets there and shows why he made it, then found out he was human. It takes a couple years to get back when he lost to injuries. This will be his comeback. I'm feeling it, Ronnie. I'm feeling the vibes. Yeah, I definitely I mean, like that. I'm feeling the vibes. And he says, the Reds will have, if healthy, the best duo and the catchers in the central for sure. And I was trying to think about that real quick as I saw it because I was like, I don't really know the other combos of catchers. I know Henry Davis, obviously, in Pittsburgh. Right. But they played him in right field last year just to get his bat in the lineup. Yep. Um, I have to assume they're probably going to go back to – he's probably going to catch um, – between Luke and Tyler, the Reds could have thirty to thirty-five homers. I like it. I'm oh yeah, it. I could, I could see that for sure. Yeah, I could see that. And we got to get to Joey Gaditza, of course. Shout out our friend up north, Joey Gaditza. Yes, but I don't know if you saw in the Slack this week. So the Reds go to Toronto in August. Yeah, I did see that. We're yeah. trying to get like a big. I, I can't go, unfortunately. Um, I have stuff going on, but I think that's dope. That's oh, like yeah, really cool awesome. for our Riverfront yeah. community. Um, so please send us pictures, send us everything. If you guys do make that happen, obviously we got months, um, Ronnie. So we still got that. All right, here we go. Joey Gadisa says 2024 success ingredients. Good health for all. No sophomore slums and Ty Steve bounces back and all central chance book it. Correct. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And he says he's picking 16 round trippers for him this year. I, I like that too. Yeah. I like so, that too. So Mr. Juan says Wilson. Yeah, I know Wilson. I know who the catchers are. So I know Wilson Contreras. I know um, I know all that stuff. I just don't know who the backup catchers are for those teams. That's what I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like William Contreras, I know. Wilson Contreras, I know. Um, but when it comes to those, and he says, what about Tyler's defense? Uh, yeah, we're not shying away. It's been bad. Like it's not been ideal. I think yeah. he'll be the first to tell you that too. It's not what he wants, but I do think it can get better. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, he's not the best at framing pitches, which I think pitch framing is bullshit anyway. Um, uh, yeah. So that was kind of time honor, a time honored tradition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not asking him to go back there and be, you know, Tucker Barnhart by any means uh, as far as defensively, but if he can just kind of give the red, you know, not give up home runs all, all the time when he's on, when he's behind the plate for calls, I'm going to yeah. be fine with that. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, third base. I'm going to get this real quick. Say great ending to reds caravan. Dayton stop was packed. Montas was super nice. Excited to be a red. Oh, I, cool. uh, 
I've always wanted to go to Red's Caravan. I've never gone before. I I have not either. Yeah, I've done either. Red's Fest plenty of times. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. I'm sorry. I did one year because I was working at Lids in the Florence Mall, and that was one of the stops. Oh, it was really. Yeah. So Mr. Red came in my store. And his giant mascot head took up half the shop because that looks was very say, small. That shop was so small. <laughs> yeah. And Billy Hamilton uh, raced a kid and gave the kid his jersey right after. So that was cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Billy's like all-time nice guy that you just were like, man, if you just could have just could have hit. If you just could have hit. <laughs> <laughs> was all we were missing, Billy. All we were yep. missing. Um, yeah, this is it. So, Joey says, he'll bat eighth in the lineup, likely, like most likely most of the time, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Um, I would think that's probably the most likely case for him. Yeah. I can't, you know, maybe, I don't know, could, could I see him, maybe against lefties, maybe hitting a little higher, but... You know, this goes back to the Nixon Zell thing. How many times did they face lefties? Was it worth, you know, was it enough? Right. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's touch on a couple of things before we get out of here. I'll, we'll take yes, some sir. more Stevenson questions while we have some stuff here, but obviously we won't ignore them. But um, why are the Pirates just jerk face McGee's, Ben? Because <laughs> that's what they do. I mean, yeah. That, that's what they do. I also try to figure out. So. We're at this point now with um, so that for those who don't know what I'm talking about, obviously I asked a lot for Rolls Chapman to go back to the Reds in this offseason yeah. and be the lefty. And I think the Reds got a better pitcher, obviously. Um, and you know, so I'm not too upset about it that he but we're at this situation now where he's so he sides with the pirates for one Ugh. year, which I hate to see, uh, yeah. just because of nostalgia talking here. But we're at this point now where I guess his whole gimmick is I'll sign with this crappy team and try to pitch really well to be traded at the deadline to a contender. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing that game. Yeah. And I'm not sure that I recall someone who just did that every year. I I mean, it's, it's been two years, but yeah, it's going to work this time. It's yeah. Gonna work. I agree. Brent Suter is better than Rolls Chapman. Like I said, they got the better pitcher, so I'm not upset. Uh, but I just think it's so weird that this is like where he's at. And I understand he's, you know, where he's been the big league since 2010. So 14 years of throwing yeah. 103. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to suck at some point. Yeah, um, but like, but why the pirates? Like, I, was that the, what the market is for him? It, it might've be. been. Yeah. You think that's the market for him? I don't know if I think it is, but you know, we're this late in free agency right before spring spring training starts in a couple weeks, and that's the team yeah. he signed with. Could yeah. be. Maybe that is his market. Yeah, maybe we're just overselling him. Very possible. I'm it's yeah, not like I don't have be. the tendency to do that. Yeah. Um, Ronnie did mention. Uh Luke is a really good defensive catcher, and he showed the ability to get clutch hits in the big moments last year. Yeah, we're big Luke Mealy guys. He also yeah, went to a school within our very close to us where we went to school. So Yes. Yep. Yeah. Pittsburgh, the place you go for your career to die. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. No one saw Sean Casey again after he went to the park. That's a lie. He played for the uh played for the Red Sox for a little while. Yeah. 
Yeah. No one really remembers that. Nobody remembers. <laughs> nobody, nobody remembers that. Was Ludwig with the Pirates before the Reds or after Reds? I want to say it was before. I thought it was before. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. This could be a fun conversation forever. I'll forever be hurt that Reggie Sanders at one point played for the Pirates. That's like. That's well, I told you, I, I told you, I have a Pokey Reese jersey, a Pirates Pokey Reese jersey, like that. I mean, even though it's Pokey Reese, which was one of my all-time favorites, but it's a Pirates jersey, and he yeah. signed it. That's the, I mean, you know, all-time nice I guy, mean, Pokey Reese. Yeah, absolutely. I like to talk to Pokey Reese. I would love that interview. Would absolutely. I, would, love I, I bet it would be fun. I bet he's yeah. a good conversation. Yeah, for sure. Joey says Red should shell out and sign Woodruff now too. Depending the price, because obviously he's not going to pitch this year. I'm not against it. Um, but it would have to be I know not that I'm Mr. Salary Cap. I normally don't give two craps about how much a guy makes, but um I can't imagine they're gonna go pay him twenty five million to sit out a year. They did that with Ryan Madsen, they probably don't want to do it again. All right. Oh, side note, uh, 49ers are up 10 now. <laughs> okay. That that went that went south in a hurry. Yeah, that did. Good year, Detroit. Good year. Yeah, hey, nothing to hang your heads about, dude. Yeah. After all those years of mediocrity, you guys are right there on the cusp. You're yeah. literally 15 minutes away from playing in the Super Bowl. And just remember, you share a city with the freaking Pistons and the Tigers. You're fine. Oh, that's yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You, you have nothing to worry about. And uh, Detroit Mercy. Have you looked have a chance seen Detroit Mercy University's record this season? I have not. Oh, and 21. Oh, really? You're a Division One basketball team who has not won a game. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. Now they play in NKU. Do they play in NKU's conference? Mm-hmm. And oh, Mike that's... Davis is still the coach. Oh, he is? Oh, that's okay. brutal. Yeah. Oh, Mike Davis, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, my gosh. Beats Duke in the tournament as known 22 basketball team. Oh, that's brutal. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. It's pretty rough. Oh, Mikey D. At least we're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. <laughs> Mr. Juan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Exactly. All right. Well, hey, before we do get out of here, um, I know I just want to make sure we get a couple things out. Obviously, we're not going to go live Super Bowl Sunday. Um, that would be probably more detrimental than helpful. So yeah. we're going to take that week off. Um, so we will be here next week, but I think I have that right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're yeah. Right. So the week after, we're going to take that Sunday off. Um, we're also going to take the Sunday off of WrestleMania Sunday because um, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to, I have to. It's just, I, I gotta, it's yeah, amen. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a tradition every year. My my friends and I get together. Yeah, can't be here. Sorry guys. Yeah, love you. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I won't I'll be here be for watching. those. Yeah, exactly. Um, and but other than that, you know, we'll be here throughout the season. Obviously, like we always are, doing our thing, talk about fun Reds teams. Um, looking forward to the Knicks Senzel comeback show on opening day. <laughs> Uh, gonna be a good one. Um, be a good one. Ben, before we get out of here, any final thoughts? No, I, I'm just uh excited. Uh what are we we're under 60 days now? Under 60 days until uh until opening day. 
uh, that means the weather hopefully will be nicer and, yeah. uh, you know, we'll be right in, in the thick of Reds baseball. I'm looking forward to spring training and, and seeing, see what, what all goes down. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Can't wait to be breaking down spring training games. If I, I can figure out how to watch them this year. I was going to say, what kind of weird, what kind of weird uh, device do I have to have or, or app do I have to download to be able to watch those? So I have YouTube TV, which is just a giant ripoff. Um, is it really? Yeah, dude. It's like 80 bucks a month and they take channels away. Um, oh, so that's brutal. They don't have Valley Sports. And then I don't have Spectrum or anything, obviously. So. I'm going to have to pay Bally Sports 20 bucks a month to be able to watch the Reds. Oh. So I, I had to explain to my wife why I'm spending another $20 a month on a subscription. That's, that's a tough, that is a tough, <laughs> tough conversation. <laughs> yeah. Not looking forward to it. Um, yeah, that's a, it's, for the, it's for the job, babe. It's for the job. Yeah. I'll have the Dotsons reimburse me. Yeah, it's for the job. Yeah. But on behalf of Ben, uh, first off, as always, thank you guys for tuning in each and every Sunday night with us. We definitely appreciate it. We love the comments. We love the interaction. It's yeah. something I look forward to, uh, to kind of get ready for Monday morning. And I dread so very much. Uh, so oh. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, obviously, if you're checking out what's going on at the Riverfront, so Chad and Nate doing their thing on Fridays, the Riverfront Red Show, killing it on this same feed. Uh, Red Leg Roundtable, episode two coming up. Our friend Seth Shaner, he was with us last week, was a great Great person oh, yeah. to have on the show. Uh, is going to be talking with Scott Hatterberg. Oh, okay. So Scott Hatterberg. So Chris oh, Pratt. Hey. Yeah, going to be coming hanging out with us. We're talking about going to be hanging out with uh, with Seth. I told him he better ask him how he got Chris Pratt to play him in a movie. Because um, <laughs> that's, you know, when you get Star-Lord yeah. to portray you. Yeah, um, that's legit. Yeah, can't hate. Um, Riverfront Bengals show, as always, with Joe and Greg doing their thing over there and then check out riverfront you uh where i am doing the riverfront xavier show and we have the at large bit bearcat show and many more so on behalf of ben this is tim daniel have a good one folks we will see you next sunday